We are here because we want to build a six-figure profitable business that allows us to use our gifts to serve others, impact the world, and live life on our terms. I'm a no BS entrepreneur. I don't give up. No excuses here. I learn from my failures. I seek discomfort. It helps me grow. I speak my mind. I stand up for what I believe in. I use my gifts to serve others. I empower them. I'm focused. I'm disciplined. I get shit done. I build six-figure businesses. I am a no BS entrepreneur. I'm Afro Duritu, entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and mentor. Now the question you're probably thinking is, how can I build a six-figure profitable business? If that is your question, then this podcast will give you the answer. And welcome to the Afro Duritu podcast. And today I'm your entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and mentor. And today the tables have turned. So normally I have a guest on on Expert Weekly, but this week I am your guest. What do I mean by that? I was invited to on Ricky's podcast called Success Leaves Clues. So Ricky O'Donnell is part of RJDM Studios. He's got a digital studio and he's got a weekly Zoom group. He's held all the way through COVID. It's only gone weekly recently. And he has a a weekly called, show called The Digital Brew. And he's had guests on every week. He's had loads of like, digital brews as in teas and he's a he's part of a amazing uh digital company he owns and they have distribution like in companies and they've worked with companies like coca-cola mars etc so the tables have been turned this week i'm going to be your guest your expert if you like and we're, i'm going to share this episode with you today hope you get loads of value from it it just shares my journey from un- employee to entrepreneur you get loads of insights of my world and you get to you know pick the brain of your host so enjoy today's podcast, a little bit different, and I'll catch you guys tomorrow's Daily Dose and in next week's Expert Week. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for joining us. I know it's been a little while since we've been doing interviews uh, in the Digital Brew, but we have still been doing Digital Brew and successfully cruise. Show so I'm with a up and coming legend, Afro. Is it true? Is it true? Is that true? Good enough. Yes. <laughs> really difficult to tell. But uh, he's with us today. He's an awesome guy. I've seen him uh, on stage. I've shared. I've shared uh, uh, an event. Actually, shared talking yeah. at an event with with you. In fact, that was one of your. Was that one of your first events of your new business? Wasn't it? I think. Yeah, first event ever. Yeah, official. Yeah, that- first event. Yes, and that was, uh, I think that was last year at the yeah. um, NatWest Entrepreneurial Hub. That's for, uh, It was International Men's Day. Yes. Yeah. International Men's Day. And um, you also, um, on there, you, you've done a lot of work with Andy Harrington previously. In fact, you won yeah. an award for uh, the speaking and partnership. Yeah. And so, in fact, you're one of Andy Harrington's rising stars as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> those of you that know who Andy Harrington is, be sure to check him out and have a look. So... Afro, obviously, thanks for joining us today. You've sort of launched your new business. Um, we've been meaning to catch up for quite some time now. Yes. And sort of do an interview and see how things are going and for you to sort of really share your story and what you've been up to. So what I'm going to do, if it's okay with you, I'm going to give you the screen to introduce yourself and maybe if you just tell us a little bit about your background first and how you got to where you are now. And then obviously I've got the questions I give. Everybody. So over to you. 
Awesome. Um, I'm Afro Driss, as you know, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, and also mentor. So when I met Ricky, incidentally, that was my first event I did. Um, and I then decided to pivot from there. So the reason being is because I previously, let's go back a bit. So 2016 is when I first started my first ever business. And that's been growing successful since then. Uh, and But I had, I had something within me to do more because it's a joint business with my wife. And because it's a joint business, it's kind of the to and fro of where do we pivot this business? Because there's two people. So it's always hard to manage with two people's expectations and kind of two different visions. And I went to an event um, just after November last year, a lady called Ann Turner. She spoke about, um, you've probably heard find your why, what's your true passion, why do you do what you do, etc. And she talks about like fruits, uh, like you have some big fruits, you have some small fruits, um, fruits, some die off, some um, grow bigger than others, etc. She's referring to sales because it's a sales event. And she talks about big clients, small clients, but they're all important. You need to treat them all the same. And then she got onto a bit called uh, Six Honest Serving Men. Uh, and she talks about why, what, how, etc. And the big poignant message for me was the why as to why do I do what I do. At that point in time, that was after the event, um, I was having, because it wasn't as successful as I thought it was, I presented well, um, but I was too much like Andy Harrington. Um, well, and the that's, presentation, uh, the story was really, it was really, really yeah. good. It was, it was, but it, Andy I, Harrington's style is very much on the sale, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, on yeah. yeah. And it was actually, you got everyone with the story and all of that, and then it's just that. I think, I think it's, it's very difficult at the moment because there's lots of people talking and lots of people on the speaking circuit. Yeah. And a lot of people trying to sell from stage, whereas actually um, people now, particularly entrepreneurs, aren't necessarily wanting to be sold to unless you sort of tell them at the beginning or they want to get to know you, they want to check you out, check your background, and they buy you and yeah. then they might buy later. And I think yeah. there's, a, there's a misconception in the speaking world right now that you can jump on a stage and you can sell to everyone and you'll make loads of money and, and actually yeah. mistakes takes time um but so you but you've 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 changed that you say you've changed that or yeah 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 so yeah so now change that um like you said because when you're new to something you you kind of just a, you go by what you see so if you see one person and you're emulating what they're doing you take up their mannerisms and then you can be compared to someone else so the idea was i went onto stage i did my thing i came off stage and then during that time off the stage i realized that actually i'm not being my true self uh, and that was a good experience. So I learned loads from doing that. And now I now own what I do and I now speak the way I want to speak. I don't imitate anyone else, but I've taken the learnings, kind of made on my own, have my own signature to it. And, and that's really helped me going forward now. So it's definitely a lesson learned. And you, you've, you've been actually recently, I've seen you being quite yeah. active on social media yeah. and the podcast and things you're doing. You released a podcast yesterday with Debbie. And I'm, I'm loving the sort of style and new look and, and vibe yeah. you've got going on with what you're doing. That, 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 is that like a new branding thing? How, how new is that? Yeah, that's like, I re two weeks last, 27th of July, I launched it. Uh, and it's, yeah, I totally rebranded that, um, relaunched that. I had a podcast previous to that, um, but that was more focused on my previous role of empowering men. And now I'm in about educating entrepreneurs. So I was like, right, I took a gap and I, I worked out what did I want because lockdown really helped to, me to focus and what do I really want? It gives me the time to think, is this what I really want to do? And if it's not, then where do I pivot to? And how do I upskill myself? 
And yeah, so I've really invested like a lot of time understanding podcasting a bit more, uh, my market, and then relaunched the podcast. But I absolutely love, I love doing podcasts. I love interviewing guests. I just learned so much. I'm so curious and I want to learn more. And I think having guests is a great way to learn for yourself whilst your audience is learning too. And you get a different perspective. So it challenges your, your beliefs and that makes you think, okay, was I right in saying that? Or maybe I never thought of it that way. And you, you get insights from someone else's world. I think that's so important. So how, how, how have you found lockdown then? Because obviously now it's like five months. And, yeah. and, and, and for you, back, if we go back five months ago, your business was sort of events and training people and, yeah. and all of that. So how, yeah. how has that affected you and, and what have you been doing? Yeah, I mean, we've been quite fortunate. I don't know if it's been fortunate or just being thinking, right, I need to do something. At that moment in time, it was the new year, January. I was like, right, we kept talking about putting our business online is the fitness and nutrition business. And I got sick of hearing my own voice essentially. I was like, right, I just need to do it. So February the 1st is when we launched online. So we tried to have an online presence and our current clients got access to that at the time. And then obviously COVID hit, but we we're very fortunate to have all our clients on board it online that understood online. So we just took the physical location and put it online. So it was a very smooth transition. We lost about 20% of our client base, but that's okay because I know a lot of people lost a lot more um, and that really helped us to kind of manage and navigate through this. And it allowed me then to, as I said, Farah could do the sessions online, that's my wife, and I could step, take a step back and grow what I'm growing now. So that, that was, it really helped, to be honest, us, um, just because we were prepared. Um, I don't know if that's just luck more than anything else. How do you find working with your wife then? How does that, that, <laughs> that that's quite challenging, right? <laughs> It can be. It can be absolutely amazing at times. But then you, it's like, when do you switch off? So we have date nights on a Friday at uh, 8 o'clock onwards. There's like no work talk. We obviously don't go out because we can't go out as much. Yeah. Um, I put Netflix on, watch a movie, get some popcorn and whatnot. Um, but it can be challenging at times. But then it can be absolutely amazing because you've got someone who's backing you up and someone who understands what you're going through. Because entrepreneurship can be quite lonely at times. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. I mean, behind, behind, every, behind every good man is a... a Woman. Yeah, and she's amazing. So she's great like that. And I think I think now we've kind of done it the way we've done it. So she's leading that and I'm leading my own. We can then kind of cross-pollinate with ideas. And I think that's better because we've got our own space. We'll come together when we need to. And I think that's really worked really well. Okay. Do you, do, you, do you separate it quite well then? Do you sort of enough work or is it work all the time? Where, where are you going? Uh, uh, because, because, not only because I, I love being an entrepreneur, I could work all day, every day. And I kind of forget, like, actually, I need to stop. And because I've been developing this, um, this new challenge of creating a six-figure challenge, it's been like work, 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 work to get it done and launch. And now I'm right now I need to take the time back. So I like to work in kind of sprints. Like, I'm launching something, I'm going to sprint this. And then after I sprint it, then I can take the back seat, take the puddle off the gas a bit, and then push it back on. So it's kind of that back and forth. And yeah, your, your six-figure challenge that you're doing, because obviously yeah. you've got your, your journey from where you, you, you were to where you are now, yeah. Is that aimed for young entrepreneurs? Who is that aimed for? Who's your audience? So my target audience is on people who are looking to start out. So I'll start maybe a few clients but haven't got any traction. Um, and that, as you said, goes back to my journey when I first started. So I understand the pitfalls as being yeah, let's, go, let's, let's, let's go back to, to where yeah. you first started. So then you guys yeah. get a bit of an idea of where yeah. you come to where you are now and then really the exciting things that you've got going forward. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like how, how far back are we going? Where, where, where did you want to go back to? Uh, 2016 is when I first started. Is I was working in a large corporate um, 
retailer, Debenhams, and I was a sales manager, someone like the senior sales manager has been doing that for eight, nine years. And it just became to a point where I just got a bit frustrated. And I remember the exact moment is when I was folding some denim jeans on the table. So you've got to imagine there's a big Debenham store. I'm the menswear sales manager. We've got this um, visit coming soon. We'll give you like a red, amber, green, um, red, yeah, red, amber, green. They give you like a red if it's poor, a green if it's amazing, etc. So I'm folding these jeans, make sure everything looks perfect for this visit. And I literally get the jeans and I, I just go, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on here, but I just think this is, you know, insert swear word here. And I was like, I just, I can't do this anymore. I'm just not helping anyone. I'm not living a purpose. I'm just, I'm selling things to people without, it feels soulless. And then I, wrote, I rocked up to Fire and said, look, Fire, are you serious about doing this? And we weren't married at the time. And she said, yeah. And that was like the personal training. Uh, so I booked, later on that day, I found a course and I spent, uh, I put, booked us in £4,000. Uh, for me, and then it'd be £4,000 for her. I didn't tell her I booked it, I just booked it. And I said, <laughs> and then later on, she, she then looks at me and goes, what? I said, yeah, we're doing it. And she's like, okay. Uh, and then she said, yes, thankfully. And then from then on, it kind of grew from there. And so this was this was a course, what was this course? That you used to- so it was uh, with Darren Tebelham, it was a for, for, uh, personal training course. Uh, we, it was a 10 weeks online and two weeks intensive. But the key thing for me was I wanted the business side of it. I do want to do a course where you can do a course on a weekend because as a personal trainer at that time, you can just you can take that and just do it on a weekend and be qualified and go straight to running a business. But that normally means you're going to be a PT in a, um, in a gym environment. I wanted my own business. So I want to learn the business side as well. Okay. And you, you, I mean, you were very successful on the PT side of things. You had a lot of customers and, and people yeah. in, in that. So, I mean, that's quite interesting as well because given the current climate, lots of PTs are moving online. And yeah. a lot of people, where they put on the pounds, are actually starting yeah. to get quit. So that, are you still doing that? Or is the business changed? Yeah. Oh, no. So my, my, we've got, it's kind of weird. So we've got that side with the current client base. And then Farah's doing the nutrition side, which is the new part for her. And then I've got my new part. So that still exists as an entity. Um, mm-hmm. And we're not actively looking for clients. But if people stumble upon us, we have to set them on. Um, but we're kind of like looking to slow that down and build the two back up. Okay. Cool. So, so, so you did, you did, you've done this course. Yeah. Uh, what the qualifications? Just being BT, start growing. Then what happened? So it, it, I like to say it's smooth sailing, but it never is. So in the beginning, because because I was new to business, I didn't know about marketing, and I I overspent massively on a Facebook ad, and so much so I had to then take two part-time jobs: one as a pizza delivery uh, person a weekend, and the other one cleaning. So I was cleaning part-time, doing deliveries, and then trying to grow this business as well. And it's through that, that, those times of driving around, because you could take 10, 15 minutes to deliver a pizza. I was like, I don't listen to music anymore because it's a bit boring. Um, that's when I discovered like Anchor, uh, podcast, sorry, and also Audible. And then I found Gary Vee, and then I learned about marketing. And I was like, as I was like driving around, I was learning at the same time. And it's then I learned something, I get really excited, come home and then go, far, far, I learned this thing. This is like 11 o'clock at night. She's not interested. I'm like, right, I need to implement this. So I'll go home, implement till about one o'clock or something silly, get up the next day and then carry my day and then do the deliveries again and do the same. And it was all that, that learning and implementing, learning and implementing that I finally understood like Facebook not marketing a lot more than eventually we got more clients and then I could leave the two part-time jobs and just focus on that. Okay. So, so the Facebook, so the Facebook ad button, and you just went all in on it and then... Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was, I've spent all this money and I'm not actually getting my return back so damn yeah. it damn and, it 
Yeah, I'm not even sure. Yeah. I'm not. I'm probably not the only one who's tried it and just thought I'll throw money at it. It'll work, and but it doesn't work that way. Marketing does not work that way. That was a painful lesson to learn. But, but that's that's good though, right? Because I mean, it could have been worse. Could always yeah. be. Could always be worse. Yeah. Okay. So so when was that? That was a couple of years back. Was that in 2016? So 17. Okay. Yeah. So then what happened? So obviously you you had those jobs. You cleared that out. Yeah. Through the personal training, then what? So then, um, so yeah, pursued the personal training, grew the grew it to a point, and it was it was actually incidentally, I was on a Thursday, I was coaching a client, and it was uh, Ramadan, and she mentioned to me about gratitude. I thought, oh, I never heard of it in that way before. I was like, wow, that's amazing. So I I, I took what she taught me, and I put a quick Facebook post out, and then a few people like commented, oh, this is pretty cool. Uh, and then next Thursday, I thought, oh, I had some time, I'll do it again. So then every Thursday, I'll just start putting little posts out. And they got longer and longer, and I thought, right, I need to do something with this. Uh, I said to Farrell, do you want to join me and just write something as well? She said, yeah, I'll, I'll write. So then I learned how to actually um, create, create a build, sorry, a World WordPress website and write blogging. So then I started blogging and writing articles. But the articles are like just random things, like one about music, one about health, one about fitness. So I'm just all over the place. Um, but we named it um, Big Coach, Little Coach. So if you've never seen my wife, I'm six foot one, she's five foot one. And we came up with the idea of I'm Big Coach, Little Coach because we thought it'd be funny and we enjoyed the name. Uh, and then we did that every week again and again. And it was like, right, where's this all going? Uh, and then that's when I heard about Andy Harrington and he had this um, event called Message for Millions. I was like, oh, that's perfect because I want to get a message out to millions of people. So then I turned up to his van and obviously he does a spiel on stage, he sells to us. I bought into um, Public Speaking University and upsold to um, Professional Speaking Academy. And, and then that's when it ended up being where I met you, Ricky, essentially. Well, you see, I think that the thing is that, um, so Andy Harrington is quite interesting because I hated. Um, yeah, you said this before. <laughs> I said this to him. I said this to him. I hated how I sold on, on stage. I mean, he sold, he sold, right? I worked, yeah. uh, I bought, and uh, obviously I did lots of different things and, and lots with Grant Cardone and different people. Um, and different people, I didn't know Andy personally, so I had to go and do the course and make my own opinion. And he's fantastic at storytelling yeah. and his way of holding a stage and the people who met at his event. I mean, if anyone is serious, I've been directing films for many years, yeah. animations and commercials. And if you are serious about uh, coaching or mentoring or you want to be on stage, then I would recommend for everybody to mm. do that public speaking university, not wow. just because you'll meet amazing people, but you will learn so much. And if you go away taking one thing and implement that, then it's success. And I, I actually said to him after, it, I think he was awesome. His story's awesome. Um, he's had lots of diversity and changes. He's done lots of big stages. And I met some really cool people there. And the way that he teaches hey, the whole stage. Oh, here we go. He's back. That's, 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 who's that? That's... That's, we go in. We got. Yeah, we got Ian. That's that's not that's not you. Hang on. That's not me. It's Ian. No, <laughs> this is Ian. This is this is the joint <laughs> in the brew. You see, I've, I've got to get you back. Ian's. <laughs> Ian's take my place. Ian, carry on. Ian's taking <laughs> taking your place. So, so whilst I bring you back into yeah. here, see, this is another thing with COVID. You see, I don't have my tech team in the studio with me. Yeah, to, to do all the 
live broadcasting like this. There we go. <laughs> there we are. So you've done, sorry, sorry, you've done Andy's course. You've learned yeah. a lot from that. I mean, you are really good on stage sharing your story and, you. and anchoring and how all that works. So that's really good. Um, so what's the biggest learning outcome for you then since that and probably since last year? Because you really have changed. Like a lot has happened in, yeah. What, what's your biggest learning outcome? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think for me, because like you said, I, I, could, I knew the anchoring, I knew the technical side of it. Um, but the problem was I, I, I was, I wasn't truly stepping into myself. And I think that's what I couldn't find my voice, as, it, as I put it. So I think through that process of trial and error and podcasting and doing Facebook Lives, I, I, I learned how to find my voice. And I think that's so important as, a, as an entrepreneurial leader. You want to be able to find what rings true to you, what speaks to you, because then you'll attract people or the right kind of people you want to work with. I think that's my biggest learning is just, just be yourself. And it's so hard to like to stand up, I call it, when everyone else is sitting down because you stand out. And the, and the problem with standing out is that psychologically, um, as in we're built like caveman style, we are not meant to come out of our tribes. We're meant to be in little tribes where it's all safe and stepping out of your comfort zone is not comfortable. Uh, and I think putting yourself outside your comfort zone is so important if you want to be a leader and you want to lead people. Okay, cool. So given that then, so obviously anybody, I mean, lots of people are now starting in their coaching or their training businesses. Um, you've had your coaching business, how long now? I sort of personal training business, four years. Four years, okay. And yeah. personal training is, personal training is like one of my best mates is a PT and he's yeah. nominal. It's, it's quite a hard thing as well, isn't it? Because you have everybody's yeah. woes. I mean, everybody yeah. tells you all about negative, yeah. In, in the personal development space, they always say surround yourself with positive people or like-minded <laughs> people or people that have done what you want to go and do. And yeah. in the personal training space, you can very much imagine everybody's telling you negativity all day. So it can actually be quite taxing. <laughs> yeah, it is draining when you do like session after session with people, for sure. But I, I, I learned so much doing that because you learn how to interact with people and deal with their, their pains and their lows. You, people will open up to you about everything when you're ask the right kind of questions and you learn so much about people and I think doing that helps you to be a coach and be an entrepreneur too because it's all about people so if you can interact with people and people buy into you then it's a skill you can take to anything it is and you're getting results I mean you're, you're seeing yeah, yeah. results but you get the satisfaction of actually on the other side yeah when they come to you either overweight or whatever the problems may be and then they overcome them Oh, then that actually is awesome. That's, that is, that is a, a great satisfaction right there. 100%, yeah. So that, I mean, yeah, yeah. And then in this market space, anyone who's going online and digital and post-lockdown, PTs are just going to be insanely busy. Yeah, if, yeah. If you can ride out that wave, because it's some people have been slammed hard because they couldn't move quick enough. I know pe uh, people in that space who just couldn't get online quick enough. And, and then they suffered and essentially lost their business. And, and coming out of this, like, like any bus, there's a massive boom coming for everything, I think. So I have three questions I normally ask people. Um, oh, first oh. one, what, what advice you, would you give your younger self? Oh, how young are we talking? <laughs> if I was to say, if I was to say in my 20s, I would say read more. Because I... I for, for reasons at school, I just didn't, I couldn't read. Like, I've got a book up there, I've got books everywhere now, but I would always 
read 10 pages and get tired and fall asleep. And I just couldn't connect with what I was reading. And I think one of the reasons was because I wasn't reading the right things. Um, and podcasting and listening to Audible really helped me to trigger those things of learning. And then it made me go, right, someone hasn't got it on that Audible, I have to buy the book, I buy the book. And I, I, I'm, I, I was shocked at the start of lockdown. I was, I read a book in a week and I never got even close to that. And I was like, this is absolutely mental. My ability to learn has like really increased. And I think that was the point at the moment. And I think that's one of the things I'd say to my younger self is, is get a book, learn. Okay. It's so valuable. All right. My next question, which I'd say is, what does success look like for you? Oh, I think it's, for me, it's fulfillment. And I think when you know when you haven't been fulfilled and you are fulfilled, you, you know the difference. And I think, for me, happiness and success and fulfillment, I define them all differently. But success for me just means that you, you are leading the life you want to live and you are you're taking those chances, I think, because people don't take enough chances. So you're taking a chance to be successful. Um, I think that's success for me. And it's, it's, never, it's never stopping. It's always developing and growing and changing. And you just got to evolve with it. It's a journey, not a destination. Okay. Okay. So my final question then. Yes. That's um, not really my final question. I probably have <laughs> <laughs> the three that I ask. <laughs> what, 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 what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, what do I want to be a grow up? Oh my God. Oh, that's a good question. Ah. That's why I asked it. They're throwing me now. Um, I, I guess I, I want to, to leave a legacy. Like, legacy. Um, what, I, what I want to be is I want to be known to be, I've helped millions of people, essentially. And, and that for me is entrepreneurs. And one of the reasons is because I know entrepreneurship and business has massively changed my life. Um, having struggled with alcohol in my 20s and having an abusive father, it's, it's really, it's really helped me to find purpose um, because I think that so many people just lack purpose and direction. Once you've got purpose, it makes so much things so much easier. And I want to be able to give that to other people. And I, I just believe that if you don't have it, you never experience it. So some people are walking around without purpose and they just don't know about it. And once you know about it, it's like the matrix, I was call it. You start to see Neil at the end with the zeros and ones, you're like, I now see the truth and I now see more than what's in front of me. So you, you, you said then that when you were 20s, you had yeah. alcohol issues and, and you had an abusive father. How, how did that, if you went back to then, yeah. was that for quite some time or how did you overcome that? It was like, I started drinking when I was like 15, 16 years old, like in the park, like with your mates, which is not that uncommon. Yeah. Um, in, in my eyes, but it might not be, I don't know. Um, and it was, I had a sense of like, because my father drank a lot, mm-hmm. uh, it probably stemmed, that's why I started drinking. And when I drank, I became like the go-to person, the party guy that people, people loved. And I think it was that significance that really helped in terms of those early days of like, right, people like me because I'm happy and jovial and I can drink. And when you took that away, maybe I'm, I'm nobody. And I think it was that insecurity of doing that. And I think it was, it was that moment when Farah said to me, um, don't bring that stuff around me. I've got two boys. I don't, I don't want that around me. And it's, I had to make a choice. So is it, do I carry on drinking or do I stop and actually be the person I want to be? And it was, it was like, right, I need to cut, knock this on the head. So I just, I just stopped. There was no like a, you know, any help. I just stopped dead. Because I, I thought I have a bigger purpose than this. And this is not supporting me. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's pretty epic in itself to just stop. Yeah, so that that is something that a lot of people would find really hard. Mm. Uh, 
in, particularly in the, in, I mean, you said earlier, you know, drinking down the park, lots of kids are drinking down the park. A lot yeah. of people do that because either they're not really allowed to, so they'll do it, or yeah. um, maybe they're not supported at home as, as, as much, for example, maybe. I mean, there's an abusive father who was drinking as well, so maybe you drinking because that's sort of your role yeah. model. Um, yeah. I, I, when I, when I, I, at that moment when she said that, I also thought, I, I don't want to end up like my dad. I, I don't want to go down that same path. I've got a choice. So it's just, it's just a choice I had to make and I made it. And that was it. You saw two, you saw two parts going down and following in your dad's yeah. or doing the complete opposite. And actually, yeah. so, so you stopped. I mean, do you now, do you have a drink at all now? Do you drink or do you? No, I, I just have no, I have no need. It's like, just don't, I don't care enough. I just not, I, people drink around me. I'm totally fine with that, but I'm not bothered by it. I don't crave it. I just drink water. I love water. <laughs> just drink water all the time. And uh, because I think because I've replaced it and what most people do when they do, they stop a habit, which drinking is a habit to an extent, is they, they take that habit out but they don't replace it with anything positive or supportive and then they go back to the habit because it's a crutch. So I, I took away that crutch and put something else there which is which is like having fire in my life, having fulfillment with my family and also business, excuse me, like there's so much to learn in business and to do. You can't, it can never stop. So, and do you have kids yourself? Or? So not myself, no. So we are looking to have children. Um, but I have two stepsons, so 15 and 11. Okay. Um, so they're fun. <laughs> yeah, kid, definitely, 100%. Okay, cool. So you, you now, obviously, are learning. Um, you've gone from where you were to now. What, what is the future for you? Because obviously we said what you want to do when you're old. You want to leave a legacy. You want to help people. You've helped loads of people in your personal training business. Yeah. Um, you're helping people in the coaching side. Um, how, how are you going to do this legacy? What, what, what's next for you then? What, what you got going on? So right now, is, as I mentioned, it's that six-figure challenge. So I've created a 30-day challenge. Um, and it's all about educating entrepreneurs. Because as I said, like knowing that how important marketing is and having business structures in place, I know the pitfalls of not having it. And I want to educate people how to have it. Because there's, there's a lot of noise out there. Um, and I think I want to cut through the noise and actually just get to the bits where people actually need tactical and strategic ways of, of growing a business. And that's, that's where my, my right now present is what I'm doing right now. And that launches, um, it's already launched, but it starts in a few weeks' time. Okay, so you look at, screen's gone. Told you it was like <laughs> technical issues today, being phenomenal. Right. Um, on on um, the six-figure challenge then, is that for yeah. people who are just going to start a business? Or what, what, what is that? Yeah, so it's, it's, as I said, it's people who are, who are just starting out or just started, so they maybe have a few clients, but they don't know how to then scale it and grow it because having a few is great, but how do you have 10, 15, 20, 30 when you're one person or two people in the business? So it's, it's giving you that educational platform and it's not thousands and thousands of pounds because what I want to do is, is I want to help people get started and then if I'm being truthful, if I help them and they see super high value and they're like, this is amazing, they're more likely to buy later down the line anyway. So it's, a, it's a kind of like, let's get them in the door, get them, get them going, get them momentum. And if they feel like, right, Afro's really helped me out and I've grown my business, then let's continue the journey together. And if they don't, that's fine. Okay. See, I think the, the thing is, with, one thing I think you've got to be careful with, with six-figure businesses, I think uh, yeah. if you start a business and you push through a six-figure business. If you're multi-six figures, then you can go to a business. You don't want to become a slave to, to the business. 
Um, and then when you go to seven figures, in fact, you probably earn more money in the six figures because seven figures yeah. is just bloody nightmare because you have too many people and lots of other expenses. And a lot of people get caught up with the turnover rather than the profit. And yeah. Yeah. All, you know, profit is sanity, turnover is insanity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think working for yourself, how have you found working for yourself? Because there's highs and lows with it. I, I personally would recommend it to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, 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 how have you found it? Working, working for myself, sorry, Cal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, uh, like you said, I, I, I'd recommend to everybody. I think everyone should at least give it a good try in a safe environment. So not like, you know, sell everything and live on island and try that way. But you, I think everyone has an opportunity to create a, a side hustle as they call it in America, but there's an opportunity to create more just because of the internet and the ability to scale things and create things digitally now. I think everyone should, should dabble in, in entrepreneurship because I think it's, it's innate with us anyway. Um, as like cave dwelling people, we used to have to go for hunter gather and exchange things like value. I give you this cow for this. So it's within us. It's just that we are, I think people are just afraid to take that plunge of being judged, etc. But I, I love it myself. I wouldn't change anything, like you said. So your the businesses, are they going to be young entrepreneurs or are you going to be anyone? Or what's the... I, I believe I might resonate more with millennials just because I am one more than anything else. Um, but as I said, like once you start you'll start, you'll attract like a few people within that kind of market and then people around that will hear about it anyway and you'll start to attract other people. Um, but primarily, I believe it's going to resonate more with millennials. Okay, cool. And so what advice, what, what one piece of advice you'd give a millennial? Right? Oh, I think, I always think like, when I think of millennials, I always think Gary Vee because he talks about them a lot. <laughs> and I think when people think of millennials, I think they are sometimes... Um, always, what's the word I'm looking for? They think the world owes them something uh, before they've actually got started. So my advice would be is get started, get some results for some other people. And whatever that may be, doesn't matter what industry it is, but start to get traction and build some results and then actually not, and, and drop, leave the ego at the door. Leave the ego at the door, be willing to be open to learn and, and, and you can't go wrong once you, you always got that ability to learn and, and realize that you're not, you don't know everything. Like right now, I might be an expert as I am, but in a year's time, I'll learn so much more and I'll be like, I knew nothing then. And you always have that re repetition again and again. Well, I mean, you're, you're forever evolving. I mean, yeah. you've, uh, look, it's, it's, it's probably, probably less than a year or maybe a year. Yeah. Is it? that resting? I mean, uh, November, I think so. So, so less than a year, look how yeah. far you come in that year. Yeah, exactly. Which is awesome. So um, there is a lot of noise out there. You yeah. are starting to make a lot of noise. You're starting to yeah. fix yourself, which is amazing. Um, how and where can the millennials or people find out about you? I mean, I'll put a link in the post below anyway to the website. But how can people get hold of you or follow you? Best thing to follow me is I, um, I'm available on Instagram, Facebook. I'm predominantly Facebook, LinkedIn, and also podcasting. That's just my name, Afro Diritu. Uh, and so I'll spell it A-F-R-O-N-D-I-R-I-T-U. But the best thing for me is just if you go to my website, everything's there. So it's central and you can find everything else from my website. And do you have any other big things coming up? I mean, you're launching your program. You've got your new branding, your new site, your podcast that you're doing. Yeah. Um, what else is going on? Anything else? 
I'm going to stick with those because I know that if I try, I'll have shiny object syndrome and I'll try and do too many things. Because <laughs> as you know, as an entrepreneur, you're like, oh, this is new. This is exciting. So I'm going to stick with that for now for a period of time. And then once it builds and then add more in, because I know I've tried it that way. It didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, um, I, as always, I wish you every success in, in the world you. that you're doing. If anyone gets a chance to go and see you talk or come and see then please do because he is awesome on stage. Really, really, really cool guy, and certainly one to watch. Who, I mean, you're going to be bigger than Andy Harrington and Tony Robbins and all them, right? <laughs> That's the place. It's on my vision board. <laughs> well, it's got to be done, you see, because we've we just had little Rory. Rory's five months old. Kai yeah. is 12 years old, and Stop. Ava is 10. So you've got 10 years Get it done. To, to, to smash it. Most people. Um, overestimate what they can achieve in one year and underestimate what they can achieve in five years, three years, or 10 years. Yeah, and, and it's about showing up every day and changing and evolving and taking those hits, but getting back up. Yeah, I think you, you made a point, point there about Tony Robbins. Now, I'm just going to just riff a little bit here, just because I think that it's important to know that. I, I put a post out a few weeks ago and it, I don't want to get controversial, but it's this whole Black Lives Matter thing. And I'm not going to talk about that in the detail. And I'll keep my personal view to my personal self. But I, I know that there's not many people who look like me, who talk like me. And I, I need to represent those people too. And I think that's important just to insert there. I think just to know that I do want to be as big as that because I think there's, there's not enough people who look like me doing what I do, essentially. That no, I know of. And I think it's important that that is said as well. That makes sense. I hope it does. <laughs> it does. I mean, I think the Black Lives Matter was such a big, I mean, it's such a big political storm to, to say. Yeah. So many people agree with the president of it. I think it's very hard, isn't it, given the current climate yeah. um, of all social distancing and everything. And what I would like to think is that the current generation and the future generation, yeah. it won't exist the whole racism side of things just because yeah. like it, it's something that has to be educated out. It's not something that can be instantaneous. Yeah, and it, you know, it, it's really bizarre when you look back at 2020, I would have thought COVID <laughs> would have brought the world together on the fact that it doesn't matter. We all bleed the same and we all, we all live and we all die. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it it's been interesting, but but I would also say Tony Robbins and all those guys, they're all old. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they're yeah, good, but they're, they're all old, you know. <laughs> we've over granddad, let the new ones come through. I mean, he's, it's true, though, is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a big old boy, but and, and there yeah. are, I mean, Grant, he's Grant Cardone, he's, he's really a young guy, really. Um, yeah. a lot of them in that space are a lot older, and I know Gary V does his thing. Um, but it is really interesting. It's very much for the, the next generation. I mean, I look at what my kids are doing now. Yeah. Oh. And they're talking another language yeah. and the tech that they're using and the stuff that they're doing. And I right. think it's important for them to be able to look to future leaders and have that stance. Mm. And, mate, I would just keep, keep pushing through. I look forward to yeah. shipping stages with you in the future. And I very much 100%. want your career to, to be everything that you can be. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on. It's been amazing. Love this. Yeah, well, we'll do another one when I've got the technology working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> David's still in the brew. He'll tell you we had camera issues. It was really funny. When, when we did the show, a digital brew at the beginning, Yeah. how many people said to me, don't do it? 
And I was like, why? And they said, don't do it. You're not going to be able to do it every day. If you do a show every day, it's just, you know, it's going to be too much. And it was tough, but actually failed yeah. so many times, technically. David Terrier, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to cut this and then I was going to bring David back in. So, yeah. um, Thank you ever so much for joining us. Don't go anywhere. Um, but as far as the audience is concerned, please follow um, Afro on his YouTube or his podcast. Put the links down below. And uh, be sure to like and subscribe to his channels. Thanks, mate. Keep safe, everybody. Have a good one and take care. If you're an entrepreneur or looking to start your own business, have a few clients but want more and more sales into your business, then join the Six Figure Challenge today. In this challenge, I share with you the foundations to build a six-figure business with a step-by-step challenge. So start the challenge today by going to www.6-figurechallenge.com and I'll see you there. Woo!